This podcast contains graphic content and adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, it's Katie. And it's Carly. And you're listening to Murder, Mayhem, and Merlot. like to introduce you guys to Carly. She is our special guest today and she will be doing an episode for us. <laughs> so Katie and my fellow crime enthusiast, I'm going to be telling you all a story of a mysterious death today. And it's the mysterious death of Grant Solomon. So let me just tell you, Katie, this case is wild. They're my favorite. So I'm excited. Have you done like a lot of like research into it or this case? Yeah. I don't know which one you chose. Oh, I don't know which one you chose, so it's a surprise. I just love the weird and mysterious ones. um, I started looking into it, and then the farther I got, the more messy it got. And I'm just (laughs) like, okay. So, the the Solomon family and themselves has a lot of shit going on. Okay. So, I'm going to specifically talk about the day that Grant Solomon died. Okay. And try to, like, I'll touch on some of their backstory. Okay. So, this case does kind of get close to home for us. Grant is from Franklin, Tennessee. Okay. But it happened in Gallatin, Tennessee. Okay. Which, for our listeners, that is about an hour from Franklin, Tennessee. So, Grant Solomon was an 18-year-old star baseball player that was set to start his senior year at Grace Christian Academy in the fall of 2020. Sadly, Grant wasn't able to start his senior year due to passing away July 20th of 2020. Grant and his father were... On July 20th of 2020, we're supposed to go to a baseball clinic at the Ward Performance Institute in uh, Gallatin, Tennessee. But earlier that day, Grant told his mom that he really didn't feel like going to the training clinic. He just had gotten over COVID. He wasn't feeling his best. And I don't really know a lot about baseball, but apparently these baseball clinics are like hella expensive. Mm -hmm. And so he just didn't want to like waste the money. And right. go. So he told him, like, I can't get my full 100%. I don't want to do it. Well, Aaron, Solomon Grant's father, insisted on him going. Grant agreed to go, but he said, if I go, I don't want my father going with me. I'm technically an adult. I just turned 18. Um, I want to go by myself. Well, that didn't happen. Aaron Solomon did end up going, and he met Grant there at the clinic. Prior to this day, Grant and Aaron Solomon had not been alone with each other in over, like, two years except for, like, the occasional time that they would play baseball together, but that was, like, in a public field. Right. So, they've never, like, hadn't been alone together. Grant died that day due to being struck by his own car while in the parking lot of the baseball training club. The only witness to this death was his dad, Aaron Solomon. I feel like that's convenient. Yes. So, now, Katie, I'm going to play the 911 call for you to listen to. Okay. And for our listeners. 
been coming. I'm trying. Where's your emergency? It's 1357 South Water Street. It's off 109. Please hurry. You said 57? Please hurry. Okay, what's going on? 57. Uh, my my son's truck backed over him, and he, it's rolled over him and dragged him into the ditch, and it's on top of him. He's trapped under the truck, and I, I yeah, he, I, he I, somehow it drug him underneath it. Yes, my son is under it. I'm trying to no, I'm I'm trying to call nine one one. Okay, what's your name? Oh my God, my name is Aaron Solomon. And you said oh my God. 1357 Southwater Avenue, right? Yes. How old yes. is the male? He's 18. He just turned 18 a couple weeks, about a month ago. It's my son. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is not good. Is he awake? Oh, please hurry. I don't know. I don't think so. He's not, uh, he's not alert, right? No, he's out. And he's trapped. I got... Three guys here, and he's trapped under the truck. Okay. Oh, my God. I understand, sir. Stay on the phone with me while we get somebody out there. What's your name? Aaron Solomon. All right, Aaron. Huh? What kind of vehicle is it? It's a Toyota Tacoma, Tacoma and it's the, the vehicle has to, he's underneath the vehicle. Okay, I've got and the, that. And, and it's, okay, I've got that. What color is it? It's a white truck. That's my son. It's somehow backed up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on one. I'm on with nine one one right now. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Was your son working on it? No, no, he was just getting out of it. It's the hill, it's, we're on an incline, and I guess he didn't have it in park or something, or it wasn't engaged, or, oh, my God. Oh, my God, I can't believe this. still not responding? No, no. And he's still under truck. No one can get him from under. No, it's, no. We've got units en route to you. I'm just asking you questions before we can update him, okay? Can you check and see huh? where you've been? I, I, somebody's telling me that he's coming too. Okay. Maybe. He is waking up, Maybe. kind of keeping still. So he is. Well, he can't, yeah, he can't move. I don't think he can move. I, I don't know. Okay. I no, he can't move. He's trapped. Okay. Well, we got somebody in route. Now, when he wakes uh, up, he might I'm be telling scared. Him, can somebody I'm telling come him. there and talk to him? Yeah, somebody talk to him. There. Yes. Yeah. There's blood. What, is he facing up or down? He's facing up. They said he may aspirate. We need to hurry. Oh my God. So does he have blood coming out of his mouth? Yeah. He's, yeah. There's blood coming out. Yeah. Somehow it drug him down. I think. I don't know whether it wasn't his heart or what, or if it didn't engage the brake, or it drug him underneath somehow. Okay. They said he's facing up. Okay. But he's bleeding from his mouth. So, Grant, turn your face to the side if you can, barely, but be careful. Don't move him, okay? No, we can't move him. 
We can't. We can't move him. So I know that 911 calls, like you can't really like base like a lot of information on that, but I mean, you can, but I just feel like he was just way too calm. He's really calm and he's also very much so focused on telling the uh, woman on the phone about the truck being on top of him and what he thinks happened. Like he says that repeatedly, like she's asking him other questions and he answers her with, I don't know, it just rolled on top of him. Yeah, so I just want to preface this that he never went down there with Grant. He stayed on top of the hill the whole time, never went down there to be with Grant. If I had a child and something like that happened, like I would be right there. Yeah. I would not just stand there and watch from the top of the hill. Yeah, if that was my son, I'd be right there. Yeah. And so he tells the police that there were three other men there. But the police never, like, questioned these men. Like, when the police got there, it was just Aaron. Which, I mean, in the police call, you can hear somebody in the background talking to Aaron. But why would these people not come forward? Yeah, and say who they were. Yeah. Or stick around. Yeah. So, Aaron called the police at 8.40 a.m. And they tell them that Grant got out of his vehicle and was getting his baseball gear out of the bed of his truck. Which also seems kind of like a red flag to me because I don't feel like a baseball player would keep their gear in the bed of their truck. No. In case. Because that stuff is expensive. Yeah. And he actually later goes on. Angie Grant's mom asks him to like reenact the scene Mm -hmm. for them. And he changes his story and says that Grant got out of his truck and went to the back of the driver's side. And so I'm like, if he was... On the side of the truck. How did it run over him? Yeah. And he could just It would have had to turn. Yeah. He told them that he was getting his baseball gear out of the bed of his truck. And while he was getting his baseball gear, the truck rolled backwards, dragging Grant across the pavement 60 feet down the hill and into a ditch, leaving Grant stuck under the truck. And also, in the 911 call, Aaron says that there were three men tending to Grant in the ditch. But when the authorities arrived, Aaron was the only witness. And the authorities arrived within four minutes. Hmm. So at 844, the police were out on scene. EMS and the fire department were already there. Um, the police did not investigate the truck at all. They didn't ask for Grant's belongings, nor did they pull the black box from the truck. I feel like every suspicious death should be investigated initially as if it were a homicide yeah. and a planned death. Mm-hmm. You should put that much detail into your investigation. But however... There was a baseball bat missing from Grant's truck. Okay. And just to remind you all, his mom, Angie, was in Franklin. So that's like about an hour from Gallatin. So before she got there, Aaron was able to deny everything. Right. So he denied forensics to be done on the truck. Grant was taken to the hospital at 908 and he was pronounced dead at Summer Regional Medical Center at 928 a.m. So... His father was there making all the decisions, and he declined an autopsy and organ donation before Angie could make it to the hospital. So his parents weren't together? No. They divorced in 2013. Grant has a sister named Gracie and had been going through a custody battle with the both of them 
and until 2020. Okay. Grant and Gracie lived with Aaron. So, just to, like, go back, like, the police mishandlings on this case. The last police officer left at 941. Okay. They were on scene at 844. So, you're telling me... Less than an hour they That were they there. did an invest- a death investigation in less than an hour. Mm-hmm. Aaron also, like I said, he changed his story to all of them when asked to reenact the scene. Law enforcement also didn't do an accident reconstruction on the scene, even though they had a person on their team able to do that. Great. And they also went as far as they did not, like, clean up the scene. So Grant's cell phone and his goggles for his classes were left in the ditch at the scene. Oh, my God. So they said he died from a traumatic brain injury and cardiac arrest. And on the paramedic report... They did not know, like, a road rash or anything. So, no evidence that he had been drugged at all? Yeah. Okay. And also, like, watching some videos you and listening to some other interviews, his, like, tennis shoes were clean. They didn't look like there was, like, scuff marks on them or anything. His younger sister, Gracie, has a website called Freedom for Gracie. And it says that his injuries were a bruise to the upper thigh, a bruise on his hip, a blow to the jaw, a single fatal blow to the back of Grant's head, and no other injuries. And a baseball bat was missing. Yeah. You, you see where I'm... Ah, uh, see where you're... Yeah. Where are you going with that? So, like, his injuries are not consistent with being drugged by a truck. Yeah. No. Not at all. And, uh, like, uh, it just... It, the math ain't mathin'. The math ain't mathin'. So, a little bit of the backstory. Angie and Aaron, Grant's parents, had... A history, apparently, of domestic... Aaron had a history of domestic violence with Angie. And during their constant, like, court dates, going back and forth for custody, because, like I said, it was from, like, 2013 to 2020. Yeah. His younger sister said that Aaron was physically and sexually abusing her. Hmm. And Grant said that he, he was verbally abusing Grant. So... Now you're all probably thinking, why would Aaron want to kill Grant? Like, why would you want to kill your son? Right. So at one of those court dates, Grant said to the magister that he didn't feel safe living with his father. And he felt that his father was capable of killing him. The Well, that's good. That's good. So apparently, like, during, like, recess or whatever, the uh, magistrate went and, you know, thought on it, came back, went and looked at Grant and looked at his father and he said, Grant, you are six four and your dad is like five eight, five nine. I think you can handle yourself. That does not matter. That doesn't matter. So he started living with his mom in twenty eighteen. And from my understanding, Aaron still had custody of Gracie. Okay. So Grant's plan was when he turned eighteen, he was going to file to the court to petition to get custody of Gracie. Okay. So she wouldn't have to go through what? all this. Yeah. It's just wild to me. I don't want to like speculate what happened, but just all the evidence yeah, that I has mean, come forth. The odds are kind of stacked against Aaron, the dad. Like there's a lot of evidence that points towards him. Like the baseball bat missing, all of the blunt force trauma, which if he wasn't, like, run over by the car, he was just drugged by the car, like his dad said, then, 
I don't know where that blunt force trauma came from. Yeah, and traumatic brain injury. Yeah, I don't know where that came from unless he was run over, but he his dad says that he's just drug. Also, his dad has a past of violent physical behavior. He's obviously not mentally stable because he's verbally and emotionally abusive. So, I mean, and his dad being mad at him, thinking that he's going to try to take, you know, Grant's going to try to take his sister away from Aaron. I mean, that's motive enough. Yeah, especially if... And then he denies every possible way that this could have been deeply looked into. Yeah. Convenient. And... Now, I'm reading this from the Freedom for Gracie website, and this is in Aaron's handwriting. It said, my son Grant and I pulled into WPI separately, parked side by side. I was still in my car, but watched my son get out to set his baseball gear out of the back of his truck. I looked down to look at a work email, and the next thing I know, I can't see the truck. I get out of the car to try to find my son and saw that he was trapped underneath the car and immediately called 911. But then like in the 911 call, he said that he watched the truck drag. Yes. Grant. So his story changes a lot. And he, he said he was parked next to his son. Yeah. He said they pulled up right next to each other. Okay. Hmm. But my thing too is like, this is broad daylight. So you're telling me like no witnesses like saw them get into an altercation. Did he, did Aaron ever say if he knew the other three people that were there? Mm -mm. No, and the police never asked him. What the hell were they doing? Yeah. They might as well have not even showed up. I mean, essentially. Like, you didn't do an investigation. You didn't even clean up afterwards. Like, why the hell did you even come? Apparently, also, I was reading that there was, like, blood coming out of Grant's ears, mouth, and nose at the scene. So that definitely coincides with the blunt force trauma to the head. To yeah. the head. Well, so I think Angie Grant's mom hired a private investigator, mm-hmm. and the private investigator took a statement from the employee who says he came out with another employee at the sound of sirens approaching, and they said that they found Aaron alone in the parking lot, and quote unquote something was wrong with the way Aaron was describing what happened. Yeah, it sounds wrong every time because it changes every time. Yeah. And, like, they have the police reports, like, pulled up and stuff, and just, like, the lack of detail in them is mind-boggling. Note to self, don't ever let anything happen to me in Gallatin, Tennessee. Yeah. (laughs) Their dad was also a, um, so he was, like, a news anchor for a long time, like, 15 years before he changed career paths. So I'm kind of wondering if he had, like, some pull with... Right, because working with the media, I mean, he would have... Depending on, like, what stories he covered, there could have been times that he was working with police. The, the police department, yeah. Yeah. So, like, where does everything stand today? Um, they mom and sister are working to try and get the um, case open back up. Okay. They do have a webpage where you can sign to petition to have an open back up. So, there's a podcast if you want to listen more about what happened with Grant and... This girl also does an interview with Grant's mom and his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And it's called Corruption, What Happened to Grant Solomon. Mm -hmm. And she does like an hour-long interview with Angie. Oh, wow. And I think with Hannah, Grant's girlfriend as well. Okay. So, yeah, that is my case. Yeah, Uh, so it's just closed and they're just like, whatever. Yeah. This is is one of the things that keeps me up at night. I think that they are wrong. Something is fishy and very suspicious about this. 
Yeah. And definitely about Aaron. So in May 12th of 2021, Gracie Grant's sister filmed a YouTube video outlining the abuse in detail. And in that video, Gracie accuses Aaron of rape as well as being responsible for her brother's death. Hmm. So apparently Aaron filed a lawsuit against Angie, Gracie's mom, and a group of Gracie's friends for defamation of character. But in June 30th of 2021, he dropped the lawsuit. Well. Mike, you just got too much time on your hands if you're just like suing people for Yeah. I just think it seems kind of shady. It does seem seem kind of weird. So, like, does his dad say anything now to anybody or just not talk about it? Not that I found. Which, like I said, there's... Also kind of weird to me. There's a lot out there. Yeah. So. Well, that was good. That was one that I had not heard of. Especially being so close. I feel like this case should be spoken about more. Because it's... There's definitely something off here. I was looking at missing person cases. And that one just popped up. Mm -hmm. I was like, huh. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah. That was a good one. Well... Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for being our special guest. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. We hope Kayla has tons of fun on her vacation. Yep. Yep. <sighs> Enjoy the warmth where you're at. Yeah, because we're Kayla. freezing our asses off over yeah, here. It's just raining and cold and we're having thunderstorms in December. So no thank, snow. Thank you, global warming. You know, I was looking like my Snapchat memories and we had like a snowstorm like six years ago. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I want a snowstorm. Yeah. We don't get that. We get thunderstorms in December now. And tornadoes. Yeah. There's actually a tornado in Nashville. I saw that. And they had an explosion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's what's happening in our world. Thanks for listening. Be safe. Have fun. Bye. Bye. We'd like to thank Mikey Kinley for audio and editing and our friend Avalyn Yuleberry for our cover art. Make sure to like and follow us on social media on Facebook and Instagram. Our Instagram is M3Podcast, and you can find us on Facebook under the name of our podcast, which is Murder, Mayhem, and Merlot.